anyway, let me uh, let me sit down. Let me pray. And uh, Lord, uh, thank you. Beautiful day. It is. Wow. And uh, um, Lord, is uh, it is beautiful on the outside. Uh, the best thing again is that we get to walk these days with you. And uh, wherever we go, and uh, even as we've been well taught about. Uh, Holy Spirit today, and uh, we thank you that you're a God that is with us, that is in us, Lord, and uh, that leads us, dwells in us, controls us, Lord. And uh, so, Lord, uh, today, um, let your Spirit give us insight into your Word and uh, what you have to say about us, and uh, and then what us can do as far as serving. You are a great God, and uh, and your folks. So help us, Lord. We need that. That's why we're praying. In the name of Jesus. Amen. So uh, let's go to page forty-six. Forty-five. All right. Forty-six-ish. <laughs> you just repeat, Teresa, what I need to do. That all right? Oh, I, I do have an announcement I'm supposed to make. Our next refresh event for women will be on Friday, November 4th from 7 to 8.30. Our Newcastle musicians will share our special numbers and lead us in time of uplifting worship. And Jen Kravinoff will share a short devotional. Enjoy apple donuts, popcorn, apple cider, and coffee. I see nothing here, guys, about men. <laughs> unless we sneak in. Or you gals bring something home. Oh, but... Uh, while catching up with a friend or meeting someone new, fresh is free of charge for women of all ages. Sign up on the back of the check-in card or through the app. So, with that ahead of us. And, uh, so, anyway, um, as I got to know even more yesterday, uh, Dan, um, your heartbeat um, for the Chicago Cubs. Mm -hmm. um, through some of your fellow Cardinal fans who are Cardinal fans, mm -hmm. particularly one Mike Rassi at a cross-country meet. Um, Tears feel sorry for me. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> and you feel sorry for me. I did. But, uh, <laughs> I was rooting for you. Yeah, it's, my, it's one Cub fan of mine, friend of mine, uh, said uh, we didn't have a real good season, but we did have many, we won as many playoff games as the Cardinals did, so. <laughs> anyway, we're talking about a different kind of heartbeat here today, <laughs> but uh, I uh, I want to take you real quick to Romans. If you got your Bible, or you can open something up there to Romans nine three, and uh, I came across this verse man quite a while ago, and. Uh, And I was, uh, I guess, and I probably had read it before, but I, I'm reading it this in, uh, in a little different light, to the point where I wasn't sure if I understood what I read. I went to talk to Pastor Summers at the time, and tell me about this, Pastor. Am I reading this right? But here is Paul in Romans, and, and he says this. I, I could even start in, in Romans nine one. He talks about the heart here, and. Uh, he says, I am speaking the truth in Christ. I am not lying. My conscience bears me witness in the Holy Spirit. And then he says this, that I have great sorrow and unceasing anguish in my heart. 
For I could wish that I myself were accursed and cut off from Christ for the sake of my brothers, my kinsmen, according to the flesh. And uh, we're talking about great sorrow and unceasing anguish in my heart. For, he says, I could wish that I myself were accursed and cut off from Christ. As Pastor, if, am I reading that right? He's saying that he would wish that he were cursed and cut off from Christ. That means he's going to hell, not heaven. Mm -hmm. For the sake of my Jewish brothers, not in Christ, mm -hmm. would see Christ as their Savior. And uh, so, yes, guys, that's what, you're, what we're reading there. And uh, and I, I've been challenged by that. Now, then I've challenged, I've been challenged myself, but then I've challenged folks in the past and uh, um, but man that is quite a heart right there he'd give up heaven and I don't think he can do that theologically but he would mm -hmm. for the sake of the unbelievers mm -hmm. out here or even unbelievers that will be coming here or that you know in whatever ministry I mean there's some that don't believe here yet like the use, use the word, word yet I was at it yet for 36 years, but man, that's a heart. That's a, that's a passionate heart. And Paul obviously had a passionate heart for for the lost. And uh, now here we're talking more about the more specific passion. And if you look on pages, the first two pages, 46 or five, five sorry, and six. Uh, but I'm going to go over to page 46 of yours, and uh, you can read through some of that. But I, I'm just going to highlight a couple things here. Determine your passions, your heart. Uh, ask yourself, well, what do I care about most? And, you know, I think those are just good questions to get, get away from me, get away from Cardinal Baseball and some of the other things I enjoy. But get away and just start asking these questions and, and uh, yeah, myself and praying about it to God and, you know, what, what is really important to me? And uh, um, there was a, uh, actually my state FCA director used to sign on his emails the, this phrase, and I have since learned that he's not the author of this phrase. Uh, Dwight Moody was the author of this phrase. And he says, I don't fear failure, but I do fear being successful at things that don't really matter. So what really matters? And what's, what's your passions? And, uh, Third, uh, the fourth one down. So, where do I want to make a difference? And uh, you know, some, some in, in between. What makes me jump out of bed in the morning? What do I feel most alive and connected to God? And and the last one, maybe more. If I were to look back at the end of my life, how would I have wanted to impact people to build God's kingdom? And uh, I um, I think yeah, maybe even as as we get older, if we start thinking about those things more and more and more, maybe. Um, and we've got fewer days on this earth, probably, and uh, who knows if we don't have uh, just today. But uh, I heard this story once, and uh, uh, on the radio, on Christian radio, and, and uh, the interview went something like, you know, what's important to you? What are your priorities? And, and one question, uh, you might kind of frame it like this: If you had a week to live, what would you do? Mm -hmm. You're going to get your priorities straight. And uh, he said, I don't know 
and I've challenged students with this, and I don't know if this is the best answer, but he said, the, the, the guy was being interviewed, said, I, I, or was told telling the story, he said, I, I think the best answer to that, and I don't know if I can answer that this way, but what would I do if I had a week to live? He said, the best answer would be I'd be doing the same thing I'm doing right now because I am doing what God would have me to do. And uh, um, that's a great answer. I don't know if I could answer it that way, but it, it has caused me to think, I think. Think, I think. Uh, but anyway, uh, some of you are probably familiar with Colossians 3.23, and it's a, it's a big FCA verse that we use. Whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord, not for men. And uh, uh, obviously with athletes, we're talking about working heartily, pursuing heartily, and, uh, and uh, with all your heart, another version. Um, um, a, a great teacher talks about being being fervent, which is Romans 12, 11, to, uh, uh, do not be slothful in zeal, but be fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. And uh, um, some of you know the name uh, Matt Tolman, um, but uh, Matt was in our study one time, and he said, I just got curious, Scott, and I wonder what, exactly what that word fervent meant, and, he, and, and it, it means to boil. And mm -hmm. uh, as our one teacher said, or one, one uh, Bible teacher in, in some of our uh, Doing Sports God's Way says, it means well, exactly what it means to play like your, your hair's on fire. You, you're going after it. And uh, as opposed to the, you know, the church of Laodicea, which was neither warm nor hot, but, uh, but a passion. So if, uh, if that uh, helps you understand a little bit about, you know, what, what, what is your passion? Um, there is an emotion to it, no doubt about it. And that is just one here, but uh, and that that empty verse or that empty line, not verse, uh, is let your passions motivate you for ministry. Um, someone had said had put enthusiasm down there, which really at, at, in origin means full of God. And uh, but uh, so there's some directions on the bottom there for page 63. Uh, you can transfer those things to 63, but these just some questions to think through there. And I'll let you do that on your own. And then on page, uh, the next page, which would be 47, correct, mm -hmm. uh, is a, uh, an assessment. And uh, the directions say if you are, see if you're motivated by some of the, <coughs> excuse me, heartbeats listed below. These basic motivations are all God-given, can be used in effective ministry. And, uh, and I think it's an interesting point that either Pastor Summers or Brother B threw in here years ago, because uh, it, it can be perhaps self-glorifying in some of this, uh, but, uh, but they're only sinful when you selfishly. Um, selfishly would be for my glory, not God's glory. And uh, so you see a number of them there. Just, those are just some samples, but... Uh, <coughs> Again, let you work on that uh, on your own time. So, any thoughts or questions there, folks? Does that make sense? And again, there's there's more than there. Um, I, uh, I had, some of you may be familiar with the old. And again, I, I know I'm a sports guy, uh, but the movie *Chariots of Fire*. Eric Liddell, um, the runner. Mm -hmm. 
that became a missionary, and he, he quotes, I believe that God made me for a purpose. And that purpose in this quote means to go minister in China where he ended up dying. But he also made me fast. <laughs> and when I run, I feel God's pleasure. And I think it's a great quote. And, uh, but uh, what a faithful guy. Following his passions. And I think, as I remember some of the story, where a lot of folks were saying, hey, you shouldn't be going to China. And, uh, but anyway. So, let's turn it over to abilities. On 49, correct? And uh, it's interesting, some verses there. First uh, Corinthians 12, 6, there are a variety of activities. Uh, Exodus 31, 3, I, God, have filled him with the Spirit of God, with the ability and intelligence, with knowledge and all craftsmanship. So the Spirit of God separate from the ability, intelligence, and so forth. But it's obviously a believer, the Spirit of God, but... We're talking about ability, which other folks can have that are not believers in intelligence. We're obviously very intelligent people that are not believers, knowledge and all craftsmanship. But here the reference is they're building the tabernacle. I don't know how you build a tabernacle, but I know some of the dimensions there. They would not want me building a tabernacle. I don't have those abilities. But uh, they talk about masons and carpenters in Ezra. They talk about building the temple, which is then the tabernacle then they, uh, uh, the temple was the, was the place of God that was built after that but man those are some amazing huge endeavors that take talented people with a lot of abilities and, uh, and it says uh, one of the most common excuses uh, people give for not getting involved in this I just don't have the abilities and he says the key is matching your abilities with the right ministry and uh, I, I'm just going to I looked at this here earlier this morning. Um, we, we talk about, um, I don't know if you folks play an instrument or sing or anything, um, but uh, how do you get on the platform to be in front of the church and do that stuff? Well, uh, you gotta have some abilities to start <laughs> with, is what I say. And you may wanna be up there and may not have any abilities, And uh, uh, but we put together several years ago worship philosophy we, we did some studying and some of this stuff and and uh, and came to understanding that uh, uh, sometimes my abilities don't match up I can get in the way does that make sense and that's not that I can't learn or grow in that but uh, if I went up on that stage here in a few minutes I'd be a distraction to you folks who are trying to worship God quite frankly and that's you know and I'd probably be doing it Hey, let me just give this a try. Let me, for my own glory, I can remember who was the young man that plays the piano from time. Oh, uh, the young Myers kid, cool. and uh, and I'm I'm up in the front row there, and and I'm in first service, and towards the end of a song, I remember it, but he he takes those fingers and goes like this, and I'm, whoa, and uh, so I was joking with him. I said, hey, uh, in between services, and uh, hey, can I do that second service? And, no, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just joking. I, I said I, I don't want to do it. But, I, but man, you know, some of that stuff is really amazing. But uh, So what I've got here, and I think this can be a, what is the difference between a gift, a spiritual gift, and an ability? And uh, um, 
I'll give you one of these, and this is for your future reading. But uh, by the way, if, if, if you guys are ever, if you have some questions about theology and so forth, this gotquestions.org is a great place. You just type in a question, you, and, I, and I, I think it's really, really solid stuff. And I get that from our pastors as well as some other folks in the ministry that I, but uh, let me take you down to the bottom, the summary, the last paragraph, and we'll just uh, um, summarize here. And this says, to summarize differences between spiritual gifts and talents or abilities. Number one, a talent is the result of genetics and or training, while a spiritual gift is the result of the power of the Holy Spirit. And when we talked about gifts the other day, uh, we talked about the Holy Spirit gives them, and they're used primarily to edify people spiritually, to help people spiritually. Abilities, obviously, as well, but uh, uh, may have some other reasons there as well. Two, a talent can be possessed by anyone, Christian or non-Christian. Well, spiritual gifts are only possessed by Christians. And three, while both talents and spiritual gifts should be used for God's glory and to minister to others, spiritual gifts are focused on these, definitely focused on these tasks. While talents can be used for entirely non-spiritual purposes, and uh, if uh, if you have that personality, which we'll talk about here in just a second, that really likes to get into the nitty-gritty, um, you might find this helpful. Um, don't overthink this. Don't overcomplicate it. And we, we're trying to divide these five things up, but they're all you mm -hmm. and me, and they're different, and so forth. So don't don't get hung up too much on that. Uh, I really, yeah. And uh, but anyway, uh, so on page fifty, uh, you've got some myths. Most people only have a few abilities. Yeah, you're talking about average person possessing five hundred to seven hundred different skills. I must not be average, I don't think. But uh, anyway, people aren't, aren't born with skills. All skills must be learned by experience, develop them. This simply is not true. There are a number, number of skills which seem inborn. And uh, I just seen some have natural talent for that. I, uh, you guys, I'm sure, have seen that. I, I like to use the example of my oldest son, who really, in a lot of ways, started teaching his, himself the guitar junior high. Mm -hmm. And had a next-door neighbor, uh, an adult, that helped him a little bit. But uh, and then somewhere in there, he got got to be pretty good at. It. And I thought, man, this would be cool if dad and son could play guitar. <laughs> and you know how that goes. And so, Nick, would you teach me how to play play guitar? We could just hang out and and, uh, and so forth. And I, I would just and um, man, I tried, guys. I, I really did. I thought I think I gave it a good, but it just I finally had some niggas, this is not going to happen. And uh, I have since come to understand and I and I I played a trombone in high school, a small high school, played a tuba. My last couple of years we started a marching band, a little high school, they needed a tuba. My buddy and I we played ball together, we might as well play tuba together, we played trombone together and 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 I found out that I'm not bad with one hand moving. But when I got to start doing two, and I've tried to piano a little bit, that doesn't work very good either. I am absolutely amazed at people that can musically can get two things going on at once. And uh, 
maybe that goes with other skills and abilities and talents too with too I don't know. But but I know that that I I probably would have gotten better and nothing wrong with trying, but I, I said Nick uh, there's probably some other things we can share that uh, <laughs> but uh, you kind of got the idea what we're talking about. I think there's some skills that are inborn, and uh, and uh, we need to understand that. And not that some can't be developed. Uh, it says those skills that must be learned are learned primarily in the classroom. He talks about most, most of them probably outside of the classroom. And some of them we aren't even aware of in Myth 4. Um, uh, but uh, just some thoughts there. Any, any comments there, guys, gals, thoughts? Uh, but on the next page is, uh, is another, again, some sample of some abilities. And uh, again, only selfish if you're thinking about yourself here and your own glory rather than helping folks and glorifying God. But uh, there's, a lot, there's a number of different, and it says there, transfer your top three to five back to the back of the book again. Any of you folks have special abilities that you see in right now? Mm. Off the top of your head? Or maybe your husband or your wife could, yeah, she. He can, he's really good at faces and names. I can't, I remember really? names, but he can meet a family and then the next time name all of the kids' names. And wow. That's pretty cool. That is cool. Because I'm terrible at it. Yeah, I'm good at it, Tom. Don't worry. That's great at it. And you, you know, I, I taught school for 36 years. You think that that would help? Yeah. Well, I, see, I don't think I can do it as a teacher. Like, I know all 26 students or something. But, but a family. Yeah. You you yeah. would in two or three days, so. Maybe. But. You know, I, I'll have a student one semester, second semester. How you doing? Hey, buddy. <laughs> yeah, and it's one thing we like to hear. I, I, I joke about this, but you know, seriously, people like to hear their name. Mm -hmm. yeah. you know, how you doing? How you doing, Teresa? Mm -hmm. And uh, so, so I've gotten in the habit of writing it down some. But sometimes you don't have something to write it down with. Phone. Uh, uh, new neighbors move in. I put their name in my phone and and uh, but that's interesting that's good so now you got uh oh oh you don't have to do that <laughs> not, not necessary <laughs> but but think about those and you take those to the back so we go to personalities interesting 53 and 54 right um the plugging your personalities on page 55. I guess it starts on 54. Okay, okay. So we're back here, but it says, please write your name in the box below. I'll let you go ahead and do that for a second. And then write your name again, but this time with the other hand. Ooh, nice. Ah. Are we ambidextrous? <laughs> I, uh, I wonder if I wrote it backwards or if I was saying I could be used here. Well, for 
from the right to the left instead yeah. of left to right. I kept trying to, oh, I was squishing everything. Yeah. Trying to go that direction. Don't tell me he's good at that too. <laughs> no, I, my normal, I write with my left hand and that looks terrible, but my right hand looks great, so I think I'm going to switch. Ah, <laughs> ah, all right, here we go. <laughs> the, uh, it's interesting that uh, I, I uh, several years ago, it was the, Wendy was probably after you had left DMAC by the late 90s. But uh, uh, I saw Kith Mel Passel um, pitching one spring, left handed. And that was as a junior. Saw him the next fall as a senior playing quarterback right handed. Mm -hmm. How in the world do you do that? And uh, I've got a brother from Midwest Central area, and he said, well, he, he can really pitch both ways, but he prefers to throw left because he thinks he's more effective that way. And uh, I, that switch hitters, that doesn't, mm -hmm. yeah, it's just so awkward. And, uh, so I'm amazed. At, at, uh, but that really doesn't have a lot to do with your personality, just to point out that it was difficult and it was uncomfortable and you see what it says here when you try to do something it was unnatural for you it feels uncomfortable and it takes extra time and effort and I'll share more of that here in just a second have you guys done any personality inventories maybe your work or school yes yeah a while ago yeah and I've done several of them and uh, there was one that uh, uh, actually uh, uh, Wendy you can appreciate this probably even more there was a time Man, it was pretty early on, so maybe you were still there. Uh, that Rob Houchin, um, maybe his second or third year, and there was some conflict on the staff, and uh, and so we need to we need to get better than this. So he brought in a uh, Gary Smalley video and personality inventory. Maybe you heard of Gary Smalley, but uh, I mean, I, I think our folks really first. Our eyes were open to the point that, you know, a lot of our conflict comes from the fact that sometimes we expect her to think like me or to have that personality like you and and so forth. And but just to grow an appreciation of the different personalities. Mm -hmm. And I use that video in, in, in mental health class. Uh, actually, led some teacher training in it, particularly for um, uh, I, I think uh, teachers that have seeing kids all day at the elementary and you got these aren't different and uh, I talked about that before but it was interesting um, uh, I think Gary Smalley talks about four different personalities and uh, we would use those with kids and you're, you're gonna see on the next page uh, uh, some different not a just a real small deal here just to get you thinking really and uh, but here here's what I would say um, from what I've done, and maybe you guys can comment on this too. With Gary Smalley, uh, he, he talked about the lion, the, the um, otter, the golden retriever, and the beaver. And so you remember, and we're, we've got a combination, but we've probably got one or two of those that uh, are, are more significant. And, uh, and when I, with my mental health class, I would have them, we went through the video and had them do the little inventory and I think you still get that online. I hey. just had to pop in really quick and say, I love hey. what's happening in here. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to interrupt you. No problem. But I just, I love it. It's so great. I 
like, I'm floating today. And Float, man. <laughs> Thanks for what you're doing. So. Thanks for your message this morning and what yeah. you're doing. Yeah, you're great. Right. I love it. Mm -hmm. so. Pretty good stuff. Shape them up. <laughs> We're shaping. shape. <laughs> we get done early, we'll do a few uh, calisthenics. <laughs> we can use that, actually. Ship That's shape. Yeah. Idea. Thanks, Kevin. Bye. But what, what I'm saying here, we've got some different personalities, no doubt about it. And, uh, and I would have them try to guess their classmates, which if Teresa and I have different personalities, it's good that I know that. But it's also good that I, even more, that I try to understand her personality. Mm -hmm. She is different, and uh, uh, and how that works, and, and there's some strengths and weaknesses. There's no right or wrong here. Um, and then I would have them guess some faculty, and uh, um, and we talked about those things. But my my last part of that is this, and uh, and it kind of goes back to the previous page. There's going to come times, as you well know, um, that you've got to do some things which are outside of your personality. And they are hard, like writing with your, we can't. And uh, as I say here, it's uncomfortable. And uh, I, would, I would tell students, I said, you know, you might be an otter, which they like to have fun and interact well and, and so forth. But you know what? Come, come final exam time here in a few months, they don't give you better or worse grades based on the fact you're an otter. You're going to have to sit down and study, which might be hard for you, might be uncomfortable for you. And I would ask, well, how many, how many are going to be a parent someday? You know, you might not be a, a lion that likes to take charge, but as a parent, sometimes you've got to take charge. And, uh, and how many, I guess, lions out there? You're going to be a parent. There's going to be times where you need to be softer. And uh, so anyway, just uh, that's kind of what I think is the big point of, of page 55. And then uh, uh, just some of the introvert, extrovert, thinker, feeler, reserved, expressive, routine, variety, cooperative, competitive. Um, you can see Myers-Briggs is there. But just understanding we are different. Praise God we're different. Mm -hmm. You know, And it's a creative God that has developed how many different personalities in this church, in this communities, and in this world. It's just, it is absolutely amazing. And there, there's no one else like you. I think it's interesting, too, because you can depend on what you're exposed to and what your experience is, you know, this can change. It can. Mm -hmm. um, I took the Myers-Briggs when I was looking for a job, like straight out of college, and like I was way feeler, you know, and then once I was in the working world for 10 years, and I took that again, I was like completely on the thinker side, yeah. you know, because yeah. that's the skill you had to, couldn't feel. Mm -hmm. Yeah. True. So it's just, yeah, it's just interesting. I think that that can change too. Yeah, Gary Smalley would say that too. We don't be surprised that doesn't change. Too. Yeah. yeah. But uh, can I pray that it changes back? <laughs> oh no! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm a thinker. I mean, you can pray that it okay. changes back, but I don't know. We're working on it. I forgot that. I didn't even remember that. That, uh, you were... that I was a feeler yeah, one time. Yeah, remember that. <laughs> And where you see it, I think, the most, or where it's easiest to see, is with your kids and their differences and as far as personalities. And at least with us, we yeah, have three. Yeah, how they three, can be so different, yes. raised the same. same yeah, that yeah. is true. Three extremely same. different kids. Mm -hmm. and yeah. You guys probably do the same. Uh, 
think I think he's yours today. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> you know, we're, we're, we're like who is that? tomorrow and uh, <laughs> who is that kid? Who is that kid? Yeah, yeah. But but you know, it, it I, I just continue to grow in the you know praising God and His creative genius. I guess I don't know how mm, better to put it, but yeah. uh, it is so cool. And um, so anyway. You can uh, work with that, think through that, uh, uh, ask your spouse about that, <laughs> and, uh, and, and quite frankly, that might not be a bad thing to do there, I, you know, um, but, uh, but experiences uh, is, is the last one, and, and always an interesting one, and again, the blend, you just heard Wendy talk about the experience and the personality kind of blending, it, it, it's, it, we're, we're a, a being that is so complex, and we're just trying to analyze some of it. And uh, but here we are um, uh, with Romans eight twenty eight, and uh, it, it does talk about the sovereignty of the experiences of God. And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for the good of those who are called according to His purpose. And you know, it, it is saying. In what things are God, is God working in? He's working in everything. everything. Yeah, and He's working for good. That's a good God. He's working in everything. He's good. We've talked about that. I think with some before, but uh, man, that, that's a that's an awesome combination. And uh, when you think about some of the experiences you've had, and uh, and some we will have, and uh, but. Uh, Romans 8.29, it talks about, um, right after that, that uh, he talks about he's working to conform us to the image of his son, or what I like to call C to C, conform to Christ, for a good, in his glory. But uh, I remember very vividly, I'll just mention this, and uh, first time I heard a message on Romans 8.28, um, was a pastor of Wedgwood Baptist Church in Fort Worth, Texas, I believe. And uh, I remember sitting in a classroom at DMAC, and uh, they had just had a youth group down at Wedgwood Baptist Church get shot up on a Wednesday night, lost several kids and several youth workers, and, uh, and the preacher that next Sunday preached a message on Romans 8.28 and became infamous, as you can well guess. I, I know probably four or five years ago, I, it was still on the front of their webpage. You just instantly click and you get that message from that Sunday. And I checked here the other day. It's not on there now. You can probably find it. But uh, a powerful message. And, uh, uh, but there's some experiences, good, hard, and, and so forth, that uh, we need to consider um, as we consider what, what God might have for us um, in, in shaping us. And, uh, um, Philippians 1.12 says, I want you to know, brothers, that what was happened to me that has really served to advance the gospel. And we know there that Paul is writing that. And what has happened to him is he's, he's chained to a Roman guard. And, uh, and he's writing Philippians 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, maybe 5 books, at least 4. And, and is a book of joy. Book of joy. And, uh, and probably on top of everything, and in, in second, probably a book of how to deal with anxiety and uh, 
probably two key things there. Obviously, the gospel is in the mix right in the middle of it. But, uh, um, but in that paragraph, it says, particularly your hurts and the problems. And uh, uh, which leads us to down 2 Corinthians 1, 3 to 4. The God of all comfort who comforts us in our affliction so that, that those are big words, so that. He, he doesn't, hey, God, thank you for helping me, for, with, but so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort which we ourselves are comforted by God. And he doesn't want us to waste a difficult situation, not only for ourselves, but um, uh, for helping other, for mm -hmm. other folks. And uh, uh, so, so just consider that uh, as you do. I, I tell the story. teaching health, I continue to teach health throughout the end of my days, and uh, uh, and I, I enjoyed that most freshmen, and I would get to meet every kid that came into DMAC, and, uh, and so everybody these days in Save Illinois has, has to have a semester of health, so they got to come and see me, and uh, so we got a transfer. Senior, never been in health. She's got to be in health, she's got to graduate. And we get to the drug unit. And uh, first day, it's starting to go over a few things. And uh, uh, she says, uh, Mr. Cruzy, uh, can I talk for a second about drugs? Yeah, I guess. And uh, she said, uh, and again, she's talking to mostly freshmen, if not all freshmen. Mm -hmm. And she says, uh, freshmen, don't get started on this. Don't ever get started on this. And uh, you may think you're just messing around. I'm just kind of remembering this paraphrasing here. But uh, she said, I, uh, I've been through rehab three times. Mm -hmm. I've been out on the street twice, homeless, because of drugs. And uh, uh, she didn't say, praise God, I'm off drugs. But she said, I am, I'm, I'm an addict, but I'm off drugs. And uh, but it is hard, really hard. And I, I could have been up there for, I could have taught drugs for a semester. I wouldn't have had the impact she had. She went on for probably 10 minutes. And I said, hey, I got another class coming in. <laughs> you want to stay around? Yeah, and she did. I talked to her teacher and, and she was fantastic. That was first semester. I said, you're gonna be around second semester? Yeah, I brought her in second semester just to have that. But I, I mean, if, 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 if there's just no way that this guy could have been. And, uh, so, so keep that before you. I, uh, we've talked before, biblical, a lot of biblical counselors have been counseled biblically, haven't mm -hmm. they? I mean, they're the ones that are sitting and, and doing some serious, but they've gone through the training, and, but they've, they've seen the value of that, uh, including uh, Mike Hansen, who first started some biblical counseling here. But... Uh, Anyway, um, I've got uh, something for you here. Here it is. And uh, relative to that, some of you know the name Tony Dungy. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'll let you read this on your own time. This was actually comes out of Sports Illustrated. Some of you may not know, but Tony Dungy... Uh, a Jesus guy has written a number of Christian books, and uh, you'll probably see him if you turn on TV this afternoon. Uh, does some commentary on football, but a long time.
Christian godly man coach should, uh, you may not realize is uh, he had a son that committed suicide age 21 or 22 and it speaks to that. And if you want to hear one of the most unbelievable stories, go on YouTube and check out Tony Dungy Super Bowl Prayer Breakfast. And he talks about all his kids, but he finishes, I believe, with his son. Now, this is a story from that story, but uh, um, and you're not going to see a lot spiritual in there, but you're going to find out Tony experiences in helping this guy, a truck driver from Iowa, as he would describe And uh, so, turn the page, you'll see some different kinds of categories of experiences. Spiritual experiences. I didn't become a believer until I was 36. I sometimes, why so late? And uh, he said, well, because you're an idiot, Scott. You know, did you see this, didn't see that? And so I look back, and but he is solid. And there's been some advantages in, in, in serving God and others coming to faith really at a later age. Um, Teresa um, comes out of a Catholic background. And, uh, um, we were married in a Catholic church, and so we, we've got, we understand where some folks in the Catholic background or different denominations that come from, you know, different traditions and so forth, but. Uh, You've got some spiritual experiences, painful experiences we've talked about, haven't we? And uh, I don't know, you want to speak to the one we sometimes talk about with your miscarriage? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. We had miscarriage between our uh, second and third child, children. And um, I remember Pastor um, Summers and Pastor Denny were wonderful at that time, counseling us and just walking us through that and them saying that um, it'll be interesting how you can use this for others that have, are, that go through this and um, be able to be a comfort and um, help to them. And sure enough, within, I can't remember for sure how many months, but just a few months, um, a couple family in our church um, had a miscarriage and that would have been their first child mm -hmm. because in fact we saw the dad yesterday, definitely yeah. at the cross country yeah. meeting. Yeah. Um, and so we were able to, um, uh, of course, meet with them and, and talk with them a mm -hmm. little bit. But I think within that year, you had sat down with three or four mothers that yeah, and through definitely others yeah, after that. Yeah. So. Mm -hmm. But you, God, God's not going to waste them. And but uh, educational experiences, um, you know, and uh, all good in that sense. And. Uh, I, uh, I sometimes would tell students, you know, you're thinking about the future and how you might, what kind of position you might like or job or whatever. And I would, I would, I'd heard this and I'm not creative at anything, but uh, I, I would ask the kids, well, think about the class you right now, right now the class you really, really don't like. So aren't you glad you're not in that all day? <laughs> so now imagine yourself in that class all day, and I'm, I'm just, use your imagination here a little bit, and don't get upset with me. But imagine if you were in that class all day, all week, mm -hmm. and then imagine all semester, mm -hmm. and then imagine for the next four years, 
or the next 30 years, now you're in a position that a job that maybe you really don't like. And uh, so start thinking about what, you know, what kind of gifts and talents that you have been given by God and, uh, and where you might, where your passions might be. And, and uh, so I know you don't have a lot of work experiences, but you've got some bring that in. Work experiences, I work with FCA now, I, I work with coaches and, and, uh, and students. Um, I, I was just given this opportunity and uh, we talked and prayed about it for about a month or two and, and uh, yeah, let's, let's, let's do this. And, uh, and it's been great, but I, I don't, there's not much coaches aren't dealing with that I haven't dealt with. Been fired. I've been haven't been put on shoulders, but uh, mm -hmm. uh, but I I've been at the high and low of of uh, of things, and uh, I've been praised and I've been cussed, and uh, <laughs> and I've had a family that raised in the middle of it, and so you know hopefully I can maybe some of these experiences I can help coaches and kids as well. And then your previous ministry experiences, or any other experiences for that matter. But. So you take those all to the back. And Teresa, you want to finish here with where? More for you than Where to go with this? Yeah, yeah. Um, since I retired last January, this has changed a little bit just because we have a new um, software system that we're using. But um, a lot of this information has really they like to have it online now, where I kept it old school, handwritten notes and different things. But um, you can get it, for, I don't know if you all have the church app, that would be the easiest. But our church app has a, it's called a ministry. Profile? No, it's called Ministry Opportunities Application. And if you have a church app, there's one of the categories when you bring it up, it's right there. Or you can go to um, our Newcastle website and go scroll down, scroll down a little bit to where it says opportunities, but on the initial page. And then when you go to the opportunities page, there'll actually be opportunities listed there. Um, one is like the custodian, so more of a, a job opportunity. But if you go down further, it'll talk about um, ministry opportunities. But again, this ministry opportunity application is there in a green rectangular box. And um, it's there twice, so you shouldn't be able to miss it. You'll have to, again, scroll down a little ways, but um, it doesn't take that long to fill out, and you're under no obligation, but it will have probably eight or ten different categories, not as um, many and detailed here. It's not the actual ministries, but like it might say hospitality, and under hospitality would be our cafe and um, coffee ministries, um, meal ministry, other things like that, but someone then would get in touch with you to see where you are interested in those areas. Again, no obligation, but they'd at least touch base with you. And so that's really the easiest and probably most efficient for the staff that has taken over my duties. Um, in the past, I would go through and do an interview with everyone. Um, but again, that's where my hand notes, handwritten notes would come into play. And I just don't think there's someone out there right now that's doing that. Um, I'm going to double check with Pastor Kevin this week. And if there is, I will get back with you guys. But this would be the best way to get plugged in. 
Um, or if you have any questions, don't hesitate to call me or text me, and uh, I can definitely help you find a, a place. But um, the Bolton is another great area. They've always got, and the emails that come out now, once a week there's emails that come out, and a lot of times there'll be ministry needs there. But Yeah. And again, just just get started. There, there's folks, folks around here need folks, and uh, there's struggles and challenges, and uh, um, you know that we need each other to minister to build, build up the body. I guess is that. Uh, um, so yeah, yeah. So anyway, let me pray. And any questions, guys, before I do that, or gals, that uh, that makes sense and. We talked about a lot of the ministries last week, um, so if you if have a question about any ministries, I'd sure be able to help you there. Um, yeah, so if you have any questions along those lines. Yeah, don't hesitate and get a hold of Teresa. And, uh, she's, and she has a pretty good thumb pulse on uh, what goes on around here. Even, and you've been gone for a while now, but. I said, yeah, I mean, that was my area where I worked, but um, it's changed even in almost a yeah, year now, yeah. so I'm not quite as on top of things, but. It was still does. So we need to go through all this on our own. This is our last. Yeah, yeah, this is last. Yeah. And, and then next week is the Kids Safe, and uh, actually, AJ and Josie Salmon are going to be teaching that. We've got to be out at, uh, we've got to be down in Murfreesboro, Tennessee for a wedding, so we'll be They'll do a great job. Josie's the one who runs the after-school program. In fact, we're going to meet with them here in just a second. How often do you have to do the kids' thing? Is it just the one time? Yeah, yeah. the one time. Yeah. 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 Let me pray. Lord, uh, thank you. Thank you, thank you. It's been a good hour with these folks. and uh, Thank you for them, Lord. I'm grateful they're here. Lord, I, uh, I'm excited for what you have ahead of them. And... Uh, and Lord, how you use uh, their shape, Lord, to uh, just have impact for your kingdom purposes here, Lord. I am thinking of kids and adults and, and others, Lord, that uh, we're all needing help. And, uh, and we need to help each other. We need to sharpen iron. Um, and Lord, that, that comes from folks rubbing elbows with folks. And uh, so help us, Lord, to help others. Yeah, but help us first. And. Uh, and help these folks and uh, Lord bless their marriages bless their families and uh, even even knowing some that uh, uh, they're in an exciting time of life and uh, so bless that Lord in all kinds of ways and Lord as you do uh, we'll give you the praise and uh, the God that went to the cross for us we have these opportunities Lord thank you thank you thank you in the name of Jesus amen thanks folks Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. I think he can hobble over there. <laughs> Does he have an injury?